Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, turn one cup holder into two. Yeehaw! We're making 3D models and snap that shade into your car. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. All right, guys, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out, find crowdfunding projects, and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am one half of the show, KT Data, and joining me is longtime host and one of the coolest people I know, but he's still willing to say, do you want to build a snowman? The one and only <laughs> Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. I'm very, very good. You must Thank be, you. You must be sick of that song because you, you do have girls. <laughs> I have lots of girls. Luckily, I've been free from it for a little while, although we did just watch Coco, which has a little... Actually, a really long. That was short not a short. That was a medium, man. Twenty-two yeah, minute medium. Yeah. The full medium, and they still packed like ten songs in there. Yeah, none know, of which were very. Do you great. know they're dropping it? <laughs> so, oh, so they're, oh, they're taking it out, and I swear that was made for TV, and you could see the TV cuts. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Anyway, so if this is your first time watching the show, first of all, welcome. And, you know, Drew and I always like to catch up because I don't get to see him in the real space that much, which kind of sucks. Considering Like twice a year, once a year. <laughs> yeah, considering how close closest we live together, it sucks because Drew is too busy being awesome all the time that he barely makes time for me. So I always appreciate <laughs> it when you're on the show, my friend. <laughs> um, I barely make time for you. I try my hardest. That's, that's why I, I, I relish every single second I have with you. Oh. And record oh. and record most of it. And record it. That's creepy. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're going to record our moments together. (laughs) All right. So before we jump into our projects today, we have two pieces of news. The first one's actually kind of interesting because I'm curious how this is going to turn out. So we usually talk on the show about Kickstarter and Indiegogo because those are kind of the big two main sources. One of the other big ones that we don't talk a lot about because it's more personal fundraising is GoFundMe and the common thread that goes throughout most of these crowdfunding sites is they also take a fee because they got to keep the lights on somehow, right? Right, right. They always take a little yeah. cut, which totally, and it's very mostly minimal. Most people don't worry about it. They're not, yeah, they're not uh, and that that's on top of the two point five credit card companies always take out, regardless, because mm-hmm. credit card mm-hmm. companies, right? Um, so the first or first piece of news tonight is actually about GoFundMe and what they're actually doing is today they announced they timed this just for the holidays too that they are actually dropping their 5% fee they charge for personal campaigns in the U.S. today. And then instead of that, they're adding an optional, hey, donate to GoFundMe option that you can put in um, instead of them just automatically taking it. You still have to take the 2.5, is it, I think? Yeah. Yeah, for the processes or whatever. Yeah, the 2.9 payment processing because that's what credit cards charge. But they are not like directly taking any money automatically out of your um, GoFundMe. So... That I think actually works a lot better if you're running a smaller um, GoFundMe. So you know maybe you're raising one or two hundred dollars. Five percent is actually a lot. I mean it's almost ten percent off the top if yeah. you're only doing that small yeah. amount. So Drew, what do you what do you think about them doing this? Like, is this sustain? They haven't announced if they're going to keep this around forever or if it's just for the holidays. But do you it's, think it's, is this a good or a bad idea for them? Because I know Indiegogo has their own personal fundraising thing, and I think there's a couple other ones too that have personal fundraising sites. GoFundMe still has like they have legs like they're moving and they're and they're attached and you see that all over Facebook and everywhere like people are asking like here's a uh, family in need or a person in need um, so I think they're they're sticking around for the long long run um, uh, reading some articles on this the 
they're kind of following suit after Facebook said similarly, like we're not going to charge extra if it's a nonprofit yeah, that's running a Facebook a fund has it built campaign. in now, which is nuts. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like you can raise money for nonprofits right on Facebook. The GoFundMe, I think, still has legs. I think it's going to move. And I think this, I, I wonder how much they might get from the, just again, that kind of esoteric, like, hey, would you like to also give us a little bit of money while you're donating to this family? Can we have $2? Uh, you know, or that, I don't know what tip or whatever they're calling it. Well, I, I will be interested to see how it works in them. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking about this on how this works and if there's anybody else out there that kind of has this model. Um, the Humble Bundles actually have this model because when you donate, you can pick the percentage of who gets what. So you could say yeah, that's hum- true. Humble Bundle gets zero and the developers get uh, more. So hopefully that – but Humble Bundle has its own following. You know, It's rabid user base. Yeah. Here. GoFundMe, when yeah. you're doing individual people, that's you know, it's almost a new audience each time. So – I'm really yep. interested to see how that's going to turn out and if this is going to be like a full full thing or is it just a one-time go for the holidays. Right, right. Well, I wish them luck. I, go find me. I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Yep. All right. So for our next one, we kind of go back to one of the big two. This is Indiegogo. Um, can you believe it has been a year now since they've launched their equity crowdfunding? Why really? Yep. Yeah. So for, so for you guys who are listening at home, you're like, well, what's the difference? Equity crowdfunding – is you actually crowdfund a piece of the company. So you'll essentially own a piece of the company. They didn't do this at the beginning because there was U.S. laws that restricted you with like how much your net worth is before you can actually invest into a company. Now that they have some new laws that have eased the restrictions a little bit more, they can do equity crowdfunding. So they put up a post today, um, or not today, but this week, about their kind of their anniversary and some milestones. So this is interesting. That you that with their infographic because who doesn't love infographics? I, so, I love infographics. So they've raised seven and a half million dollars in equity crowdfunding, eleven hundred uh, eleven thousand total investments, thirty different companies launched, and the average raise for a company. So each of these, so on average, each of these thirty companies got three hundred eighteen thousand um, dollars, and then a hundred percent of the companies funded um, at least their minimum goal. And then they show you kind of what their different types of offerings. So, and it's this is what's nuts is it kind of split um, evenly out. So a third of them were the equity crowdfunding, so you own part of the company. The thirty-seven percent was a convertible note, and as I understand, that's kind of like uh, so you don't quite own the company right now, but once they reach a, a threshold, you can turn that into shares, or they owe you money. One of the two. If you're an okay. investor, you can correct me. Um, and then the third part is uh, revenue share. Um, it says rev share on here, but I don't think all eighty or all thirty companies are splitting the reverend. The reverend, rev, <laughs> so, rev, so. you're always in the chat, but somehow you're getting split around the world. <laughs> so that 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 was kind of interesting. And then the countries, um, you know, first is the United States and Canada, um, then Australia, United Kingdom, and wrapping it all out was Singapore, which that's kind of interesting. Singapore was a little shocking, right? Like, yeah. oh, oh, really? They're yeah. number five, huh? Yeah. Oh, you know what I found interesting on that infomer- uh, infographic was only only 11,000 investments. It doesn't seem like that many. Only 11,000. Like, that's like, of all the people in the whole wide world, that that number to me is like smaller than my hometown, just small. Yeah, like, it, it, well, it, it, it kind of makes sense because I knew it was going to be like super big off the start because – one, I think they're trying to pick hand pick companies so it looks a little more successful. 
Um, and the other thing is that when you go like, and I don't know, well, well, I, I, I get it because, you know, when you do reward based crowdfunding, like we must focus on, I'm willing to chip in 50 bucks and stuff. But when you're doing equity crowdfunding, you're investing a little bit more. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I was looking like the, some of these minimums are a thousand dollars or higher. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I can just be like, Oh, I got a thousand dollars laying around. You're probably doing your due diligence, looking at the company, looking at the founders, see if this is actually going to be a company that's going to be right. around in six months. Um, right. right. Yeah. But I, I kind of thought the 7 million was a little low. Um, for the first year? Yeah, I was I was thinking you'd at least find, you know, 10 or 20 angel investors or VCs that kind of want to dabble in this a little bit more that would kind of pony up a little more money. But because it was 7 million divided by 30 doesn't seem like a lot. Right, 318,000. <laughs> that's like an average campaign. Yeah. You know, any style. Um, yeah, interesting. But, but then again, you know, I live in the world of tech and healthcare where your asks are in the million dollars per company. I, I, I don't like I, you, you might know this better than me. I don't know how much it needs to start up a, a restaurant or a brewery or, you know, some kind of, you know, more of those local things. Cause I think a lot of them are something like that where it's yeah, kind of which, which is not, not millions for sure. Not millions. And, and I live in the world of academia where the ask, you have are no like, money. Hey mom, <laughs> hey mom, can I have 20 bucks so I can <laughs> order pizza this week? To help yeah. Can I eat? Yeah, no, I, it seems like a low number, but I think overall, um, it's working, like, right? I mean, equity idea, and they're not the only one. There are other companies that do that specifically that are, you know, raising equity on top of, uh, you know, the crowdfunding model. But uh, kudos, I think they're they're pulling it off. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what where year two is going to take them because now I. I... It was, I think it was kind of smart for them to keep it small. They all look successful, so maybe they can draw in a little bit more of the larger crowds and loosen up their requirements a little bit so we can get a few more people in and more interested. So that's uh, that's always a sector that I keep an eye on, but I don't understand a lot of it because <laughs> I don't make that kind of money where I can <laughs> just drop it into companies. <laughs> Man, I would love, I would love to have that kind of money to play around with. Like this last couple of weeks, I've, I've I, I don't even know if we call it dabbling, but I've like micro dabbled in Bitcoin as Ooh. like investing, like, Ooh. and it's like this is fun. Welcome to my but, world, like, it's, man. Like five and ten dollars, like it's not. It's so funny that it's that. Yeah, I can't, I can't play in that world. Welcome to my world. I, I yeah. Are you Bitcoining a little? I, I so uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I got fifteen dollars worth of Bitcoin way back in like 2011 for just being a college student because they're trying to get college students to use bitcoin and drive up adoption i never spent it because i'm like i'm just gonna keep it so i can own some of this currency it's right now last i checked it was like worth 365 (laughs) dollars and now i I, had i got some uh, at an event like four years ago and i couldn't find it like i put it in some sort of wallet and i have no idea now where it's at ces we'll talk i i know that if you got it at ces did you get it with me? You might have. No, I. It might have been a startup Ogden type of thing, or startup Salt Lake, or something. Yeah, because if you can find your private key, you can get those coins back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I don't know. But anywhere. But, but I've been I've been having a good time because I, it was about two weeks ago. That in fact, it was it was right before we did our last show. I put in about thirty three dollars of Bitcoin, like yeah, big spender, woo! And then it jumped. I get started going from 8,000 up to today is at 12,000. So I, my $33 is now like $49. So, so yeah. it's so, been fun. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm interested to see if 
we actually get some Bitcoin crowdfunding coming up soon. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so I think that would come together, right? The yeah. fact that that you can do this anonymous and, and quickly and backing, I, I I think it would totally totally fit. The the crowdfunding world is is I mean they're finding new ways to do it on new levels and new avenues all the time. Yeah, only a matter of time. Yep. All right, so that is kind of our news today. We so going on, we have our kick shouts. So these are our Twitter link shout outs to projects. If you ever have a crowdfunding project you want us to mention on the show, just shoot us an email, KT or kickcast at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash kickcast or at kickcast on Twitter. Um, and just send us a link to your project and send us a really short blurb. So we have one. It's called uh, Spinorality, a cyberpunk management game. So the description is. Um, run a global mega corporation, manipulate culture, destroy governments, and become immortal. So this is a this is a P, it's a PC game, but I think Windows, Mac, and Linux are available. Um, and what you're doing is you're running this corporation. You send out missions and stuff. You can manipulate um, people. It really, really reminds me of a game that I used a hacking game released. It's weird to say early 2000s, but in the early 2000s called Uplink, where you were a hacker and kind of moving diagrams on and kind of pseudo hacking you're not really coding or anything but you're moving stuff around it's kind of a game that follows that art style and gameplay um and they're at uh nine thousand nine hundred and seventy five dollars of their almost twelve thousand dollar goal so if you guys want to go, go back it it looks like a cool game um check it out and it's called spinorality so s-p-i-n-n-o-r-t-a-l-i-t-y um, love the, the name and what's great is it's one of those uh, games that already has a demo. So if you want to go check out the demo before you back, ah. run over there and we'll have you play. All right. Bye. Bye. So it is time for our uh, first project of the night. So, Drew, I know you drive, but you're not too far away from. No, I don't commute from, at all. <laughs> from, from, your, from your office. So, um, but, you, but you love soda. And, I, I, and soda. many a time I've seen you tweet out that you've gotten a fizz soda early in the morning. So, so, so let, let me, let me see if you've ever had this problem. So you have your fizz soda in your hand. You're about to get into your car. You get into your car, you put your iPhone 10 into the cup holder. Then you have your hand and you're like, crap, where do I put the fizz soda? And then now you're trying to manipulate your cup holders. Cause I'm not going to lie. My car, one of my cup holders is just filled with stuff, and I don't use it as a cup holder. Really, it just has stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, my stuff. Yeah, yes. So what? What? How are you solving this problem? You 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 piqued my interest. <laughs> so our first project of the night is called the Cup Plus. So I like the description. It's cup plus cup. So it's this little plastic device. It's so simple. A plastic device that has another cup holder attached to it. So you drop it into your cup holder. And the part, the, so the cup holder in your console, you can use to store your phone and stuff. And on the other side has a cup holder with an open bottom, and that's where you put in your soda. And it'll hold, and, it'll, and they've built it so it stays pretty stable. And as you're driving, now you essentially just multi, split your cup holder into two. <gasps> so simple, but yet, <laughs> but yet, like ideal, right? <laughs> like, and it, yeah, this is. I, I've run into this problem so many times. I'm like, I need one of these. It's like a shelf cup holder. It's yeah. an extra cup. Yeah, and I love how it's elevated too, because that was that's always been my problem too. Is that my you know you put your cup holder in, and then you're playing that while you're driving, trying to feel for your cup. Where this one's a little more ele- elevated, so I think you can reach for it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It looks a little 
well, I don't know. It looks a little skinny on the base. I don't know if it fit my big giant cups of well, drinks that yeah, I've been getting. So, but that, it's so, so that's the thing is you look on the page. This is a 64 ounce cup they have right here. Yeah, it is. Um, and wow. so, so like it's, it's pretty easy on how to do it. So what you do is uh, you just throw it in and then they've designed it. So the base, they've tried to fit as many cup holders as possible. There's a few cup holders that don't work with it because you know, car manufacturers, right? Sure. Um, so they're like, so if your cup holder has a di- diameter about 2.87 inches to about three inches, um, it fits nice. It doesn't move. You're not going to be able to shake it or not. Um, and the, uh, the ideal shape though, is if you have a vehicle that has a, a di- diameter of 3.3 inches um, or larger, you can use, because then you can turn the cup holder while you're using it too. So it's not, you know, it's moving a little bit, and you can rotate it to what size. Yeah. You know, so say say your your wife comes in and she has another drink, she can put it closer to her instead of you know having it on your lap and stuff. Um, the only ones that don't work is if you have tiny cup holders, and that's just car manufacturer my, um, car manufacturers well, I, being sadistic. Um, yeah, <laughs> both my cars both my cars are from '99 and they're very old, and so I have like a pop out one that comes out and it's got. Like it's not even like a deep holder; it just like hovers above like an ashtray area. Yeah. So it'll hold cups. I'm not sure it'd work with this, but yeah. you know, yeah. I would back this just so I had an excuse to buy a new car. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Why not? Why not? Uh, they they do specifically say that Cup Plus does not work with stretch and folding cup holders, probably because they're not as sturdy as you know the giant hole cup holders you have in your car. Um, I just like this is probably one of the simplest. <laughs> You know, right? Projects we've had, but I love it so much because um, I've run into this problem, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, yeah, and it's like straightforward. Um, let's see, how much is it? Uh, and it's not that bad. So if you're an early bird, um, it's twelve dollars, and you know, uh, sixteen dollars is the if you missed the early bird. Um, so like, and then you throw in five bucks for shipping. Yeah, you throw twenty bucks. I think it's worth it. You know, if you're, I think so too. If you're, if you're like me and use your <laughs> your cup holders to hold a bunch of other stuff, this is a great idea. Um, and yeah, because I've seen other cup holders. Like, have you seen that BB8 USB charger that goes into your car? Yeah, yeah. Or or it's an R2. It takes up the whole cup holder, so you can't use it as a cup holder. If you have this, you got your cup holder back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, you can. Gosh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, um, backtracker stack. I have to say, I've already backed it. I just backed <laughs> it while we were talking. It's brilliant and simple. Yeah, I, I, I'm backing it too. The video, the guy who put this video together, is excellent. Like, I, I, I love all of it. And sometimes it's just these simple projects that uh, just you know make get you excited. All right. So on to our next project. Drew, you're going to have to explain to me what in the world this is because I saw it. I'm like, I don't understand. So this might be on the other spectrum where it's not quite as simple. <laughs> well, it, I don't I don't think it is as uh, as simple. Like it is – I don't know. I'm going to see if I can try and explain it. Um, this is the Yeehaw Wand. This is the one that we're on right now, right? The Yeehaw Wand. It yep. just sounds strange. I was really hoping you'd go, Yeehaw! <laughs> and maybe maybe I will at the opportune moment I'll pull out the Yeehaw wand. So what's interesting about this wand is that you can build 3D objects out of thin air. I think the reason why it like struck me as really interesting for a project for tonight is because you combo your tablet or your phone 
with this wand, uh, which is basically like uh, again, like uh, we have we have we have we have mice, we have touchscreens, we have uh, you know tablets for like drawing and things. It is yet to be like entirely comfortable to to play in three D space with a an interface type object, right? So like being able to interface with computer design or work or whatever it is, we don't have the ability to do like, and I don't know, they've done a few. Like they've played with some that like sit out in front of your computer and where your hands move determines like what where you are in 3D space. What I think I loved about the yeah wand is that it uses the wand and the camera of your phone along with this kind of spinny portable base which i i love the design on and i'm sure it has everything to do with how you kind of keep everything together in space but uh i better watch what you're showing so i can make sure that it like <laughs> explains right like so look at this he's got his, the the wand that can draw in space and then you can spin the the disc part around to also like manipulate that object so the one itself is like a mouse it has buttons to click and certain buttons do certain things like drawing or creating things and you can do things in mirror mode and you can do things um, in design mode and small mode and you can draw them. One of my favorites in the video is that she takes the wand away from the guy and she draws glasses on him. And so you see on a picture, it looks totally like, like a Snapchat filter almost where like <laughs> glasses are hovering on his head. And then when a camera cuts, you know, the editing trick, but those gra- glasses are then on his head, t- tangible, real, actual Harry Potter style glasses. Does the same thing with necklaces and with with kind of bangles and kind of fun stuff. So, so to complete the thought here, the Yeehaw wand creates three dimensional like uh, STL files, I guess, like the things that you use for three D printing. If you have a Yeehaw three D printer, you just hit print and it sends it to your printer, and you create like it'll print that thing that you just drew. Much simpler than even a Google SketchUp, which is like the simplest form of creating a 3D object. This is like draw it, move it, manipulate it, erase it, like mesh it, and then print it. But they've also, you don't have to have a 3D printer. You can send it to them, they'll print it and send it to you, which a lot of 3D shops will do. Or you can pull off the the uh, file. I don't know, I'm assuming it's an STL. Yeah, so they do sort of- yeah, STL object plus MTL files if you want to do color. Which perfect, is awesome because I, I was like, okay, the STL is cool, but then you can even color print on top of it. Which, which then those you you the yeah the OGA and MTL you you send those right to my friends over at White Clouds and they will print something out for you. So I think what I loved about the Yeehaw was just it caught it caught my eye because the wand looks like a really bad spatula. <laughs> I, I was like, why is he using a a, a, a rice spatula? For right. This? It, it, <laughs> It's a rice scooper with like a Mondrian square. I don't know, like some design on it. But I don't know. I feel like three D design is out of the reach of most people. Yeah, like it's not easy. Yeah, I, I remember, and I haven't done this for fifteen, twenty years now. Um, when I first started three D modeling, it was on, on an amazingly slow computer that took almost ten minutes to start up. Which you know, that's got it. That's yeah. Got it. And then you start with a geometric shape, and then you spend ten minutes just trying to stretch it and stuff. Um, I think it's gotten a little better than that, but still, you got to know how to use some kind of CAD program. Yeah. Um, and and then slice it and convert it into an STL or yeah. something. And yeah, so I'm I'm impressed about this. This Yeehaw wand is a really unique and kind of a 
a fun way that you, you know, to learn and to navigate, like creating 3D things. And then the bonus is you get to make something. Now the only, uh, no, I, not even downside, but I guess the, the thing to point out is that I feel like this is a very specific type of artist, right? Or tinker. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. not like it's not, this isn't for the everyman. This isn't like a cup holder that's going in every single car in the world. This is a unique con- combination of a, of a, a spinny base and a wand that allows you to create and make things that would be either functional or artistic. But I think you're a certain person that you're doing that. Yeah, I feel like you got to be like a more of a sculptor, like artists who work more with their hands. Um, yeah, and so because th- this this to me seems like it's the Wacom equivalent of a person who usually draws. Because um, mm-hmm. yep. I, I know a lot of digital artists, they use the Wacom, but they're like, it feels different than using pen and paper. Like, I know pe- some people buy like sheets to put on top of their Wacom, so it feels more like paper so they can draw because it's still yeah. just a little bit different. And I feel like that's where this is going to fit. Because D Max in the chat room is like saying, I can't draw straight lines. So my <laughs> stuff. Is little, like, yeah. Woo! Yeah. I, I've used one of those 3D printer pens, and my stuff didn't look like anything they had on their project page. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. This is a certain somebody, but but as an idea for, I, I loved the 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 way that they got 3D using that that twisting base and a wand in front of a camera that on a tablet you already have. Like that to me was a really cool inter like functionality for for getting 3D interfacing. Uh, they've already reached their goal. They've already doubled their goal. I don't know. That I think I don't think I saw any stretch goals. They're out of Shenzhen, Shenzhen China. Yeah, I don't know how to say that, but. The early bird at $99, like, this is a really cool, like, you're going to buy a Wacom for $99. Like, I think even this baby, I got the baby tablet here. See this bad boy? Yeah. I, I, I love this. So, yeah, that, this. yeah, that one's, like, $80 or something. Yeah. Uh, the advantage yeah. of this one, this like, this would be the equivalent of the Wacom tablets that have screens built into them. And those yeah. are about two grand. Exactly, exactly, and to be able to do that in 3D space, I think is just awesome. Yeah. So this for me is definitely, definitely a, a back if I had the funds, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep track of it. I hope to see this someday walking through like the Apple Store and being like, hey, check it out, the Yeehaw one. Yeah, th- this, I love it. Yeah, this one's back to me too, and I love the technology behind it um, because I think Microsoft was one of the first. Like, you, you see all the color triangles and stuff on the spatula. And actually, yeah, and, and, the, and the different circumstances, like you'd expect to see more of a grid type thing. Um, but I think Microsoft was one of the first ones to actually play with kind of these advanced QR codes that have colors and stuff. So it's probably uh-huh. based on that. And I and I knew about this six, five, six years ago. So I can only imagine that these have gotten more accurate and more robust over the years in terms of the technology behind it. And I just love how you just need a tablet or a phone and you're good to go. You don't have to... Uh, uh, I hate to say this, but the world is moving away from desktop computers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm the old man who's hugging onto my, my Mac and it's like, you're never going to take this away from me. I need to share the desk <laughs> with my giant screens and my keyboards and your mouse, your kids and your gestures. I, I, nah. <laughs> Pry it out of my cold, dead hand. <laughs> the old days, that's how you do it. <laughs> None of you kids and the fangled things. <laughs> You're the times, man. That's, that's, that's right when you'll hear me like, yeah, you kids and your yeehaw wands. Yeehaw back in my day used to be about hillbillies in Hollywood. 
<laughs> I got nothing. And that, my friends, is the Yeehaw Bond. If anything, back them a dollar for having an cr- awesome name. Yep. Um, yep. All right. So on to our last project tonight. This is ones that you guys vote for. So keep in mind, we always post a poll um, the nights that we record on Tuesday nights that you can vote for the projects. This was the one that won. Um, and I don't know if you, you've, you've probably had this problem with your kids, right? Cause they're sitting in the back and then you just hear while you're driving, it's a nice sunny day. You're like, dad, I can't see anything. The sun's in my eyes. It's too, it's getting too hot back here. It's like this. It's just too shiny. Right. I, <laughs> I feel yes, like, I, yes, I get I, all kinds of stuff. I feel like I might have triggered some PTSD. Just doing that. <laughs> um, so our last project of the night is called the quick snap. So these are window sunshades, um, and you're, and so w- these are these are really cool. They are actually made custom to your window size, and all you got to do is you snap them into the window, and they're good to go. And so you're, you're going, KT, isn't this what window tints are for? Um, what I like about this is it doesn't use any magnets. It doesn't use anything. It, it uses you know one of those wire frames that helps keep its shape. Um, and then you just pop it into the window, and it's held by the force of that wire frame. Yeah, because it's the, yeah. that's right. That's- so I like these a little bit more because this is a lot cheaper than window t- tinting. Because <laughs> if you've ever tried to go get your windows tinted, it's costly. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you can't, and plus you can't take those off. And if you get them too dark, the cops will make you take them off when you're doing your safety inspections. <laughs> Which is an interesting way to do it. Like you can drive around with these, and then. Maybe you know when you get your safety inspection, you pull them out. Yeah, and what's great is they've they've specifically made it so you can see through these because I know some window tints are so dark you can't see out of them. Um, right, right. And so this is this works. You know, you just pop it in, you're good to go. This is, I mean, it's not as simple as the uh, as the cup holder. Man, I just realized two car projects um, <laughs> tonight. But uh, <laughs> I I I, re- I really like this idea because I know my mom. I, I might even be tempted to go get this for my mom because she's like, I, I kind of want to put curtains or something in my car. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not safe, mom. <laughs> this is not safe. Um, and what's interesting is when you do end up backing them, what you do is you send them your year, make and model of the car, and then they'll make it custom to fit your window size. So it's because I, I, I mean, you know, even some of the sunshades are a little weird, right? Where, yeah. You try to they they try to make it universal and then when you put it on your windshield there's like still like a three inch gap or something in your car. Um yeah. that's why I really like these ones is because they're all kind of custom made. And the for me, I am not a you know, I am not handy or good with cars. So the less modification I have to, I need to make to my car, probably the better <laughs> for my own sake before I ruin my car. <laughs> yeah, but for, especially something like this that's like not permanent, it's just it's gonna do the job and be done. I've got a second use for you, a little alternate use here for us shooters. You could pull this out of your car and use it as like a diffuser oh. or a shade or, oh. you know, we we pay like 150 bucks for a set of flags. You could put this on yeah. the shoot. Just, just control the sun. Yeah, that's that's genius because I always I was thought about it. It's like, how come I've, like, if I've ever need a reflector, why didn't I just run to my car and use my uh, sun shield? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you totally can. And these, you do the same thing. It's just that you cut the light. And so if somebody's in too bright of light, you pop that over their head or you put it up to to block out the light. Anyway, it's double, double purpose here. I love it. Uh, so Rev is asking a question, what, do, what if you need to do it with the window down? They say you can use it with the window halfway down. They don't recommend it 
putting it up with the window all the way down. <laughs> this is a good point. So, then it's just going to yeah, go. They're, they're like, there's a high chance it might fall out. So halfway down is okay. All the way down, not. But, I mean, it's not hard to take off. That's that's the whole point of it is easy to just pop, put on and take off. So if you're going to open the window, just pop it off and you're good to go. Um, so so would you be willing to pay $44 for this? That was where I was kind of like, it is cheaper than probably the window tent. I just, I, and that, well, I guess 44 gives you one for every window, right? Four instead of four. Uh, yeah. 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 Four side so, windows. So the, I, that's what I was thinking. So I was like, that that's, looks that's, like it's about, about 10, 10 bucks. bucks each. Totally worth it. So right? I, for that, I bet, it's, I bet it's worth it to get, to get the four windows. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I love if they threw in like a full size, like windshield version. So when you're, yeah, the sunscreen, like when you're not driving, Put this one in the front of the car. Yeah. Cool don't, 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 don't put it on when you're driving because that is not safe. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not safe. So it's a track for me. I don't know. I My cars are so old. Like whatever tent I have in the window has been ripped off because I transport giant tech gear and break my windows. But um, they are really close to their goal. They are within like 800. Yeah, they are out. at 19,121 is the time recording and they're looking for $20,000. Um, yeah. And I, everything. I, I think it's worth it, especially since it's a custom one and not a generic one. I mean, cause if you think about it, this is the price of two win- window window shade or, you know, um, yeah. the big, the big shades. Cause those are about 20 bucks each. Right. Yep. yep. So, so, and then I think there's even one where you can get a custom, um, thing on it. So like you can yeah, have yeah. like a logo and stuff on it too, which is kind of cool. That'd be kind of fun. So like, Silk screen, some sort of like logo, and so as yeah. you're driving, it's almost like changing out like what your cars. Yeah, showing off. I like that. You know, I I I put Drew Tyler as the man on them. Yes, and drive around. around. Yeah. And after about a year, everybody be like, "Who is this? Who's this guy?" It'd be awesome. That so, would be good. Yeah. So that is the quick snap car window shades. I think it's it's a track for you. It's a back for me. Um, I'd. That the custom is what tipped me over for it back. If it wasn't custom, I don't think I would think that right. that's the price. So looks like it would fit very well. Yep. So that is our our three projects, and our last time our project of the night is our sack of the week. I can't wait. I didn't. I didn't even look at what you picked oh, yet. Oh so lordy, my friend. Um, <laughs> so this is one of those projects. Um. That have a lot to say, but I still don't know what they're really doing. So it, it, <laughs> There's it, a lot to go and say, but it doesn't all come together yeah. at all. It, it, so what, what they're calling the project Immersive Cinematic Innovation. So, Drew, you and I, we like to film things, so this seems like it, it'd be up our alley, right? Right, right. So, immersive Cinematic Innovation. Yeah, so his, my enterprise will focus on innovation and creation of film and viewing movies. Innovation and creation of filming and viewing movies. Sounds like something you and I do. Yeah. So, so about it's like mission statement. Our mission is to engage the movie viewers in entertainment that will edify, gratify, and increase their interest for a more uplifting cinematic and personal experience. We are taking our production our production company to another level. Our cinematic innovation will change the way movies are viewed as we advance into more sophisticated entertainment into a more sophisticated entertainment arena forever. This will cause both moviegoers and our film production company to change the way cinema is produced. Moviegoers will be able to not only watch but deeply engross the movie within or engross within the movie itself. They will be able to experience their favorite movies in a more physical way 
This fresh and unique experience of cinema will provide uh, it a more complete involvement for moviegoers by a Run by a team of passionate movie lovers, we are firm believers in discovering new ways of making film and watching film. We are friendly, open-minded, and dedicated professionals who will go the extra mile to create something that has never been done before. At least they're friendly. So the rest of <laughs> the 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 page, and it goes. There's there's a lot more. Um, has has text just like this. I still don't know what they they're doing they want fifty thousand dollars for something i don't know what they're doing so i'm watching the video at the same time trying to match up what you're reading with what's going on my favorite line by the way was um moviegoers will not will be able to not only watch but will deeply engrossed within the movie itself i would love to be engrossed in a movie so here's what i'm guessing it is so i'm going to try and guess that this is based on kind of the, the visuals they were showing in the movie what I'm thinking, and, and some of the designs they were showing, and it's not, it seems like the wrong <laughs> angle, but they were making like, I, you've seen these like planetariums, but they want to be like, you sit down in a row of chairs and the, we wrap the screen around you and above you, or, you know, or at least in a little bit more broad, like a curved TV, right? Like the big old curved OLED or whatever they have now. Mm-hmm. They want to do that in a movie form, possibly, where it makes it more immersive. I, this is my guess. This is what I'm surmising from what they're talking about is that you could go into a new, instead of going in and be like, I'm in a theater. It's a very big box and there's a big square that we're watching. Their immersive cinematic experience would be, well, they also had the Tower of Terror in their movie, so I'm not sure. Did you see? Did, <laughs> you, like, did, did you get to the point where there's a random wedding film footage yeah, put in? Yeah, yeah. Like, and half, the guys went like, yeah, halfway through the the video, it just starts showing a, a wedding shoot somewhere yeah. that I yeah. just I don't understand where it goes. So like, and that's where it confused me because it sounded like they want to build a specialized cinema, so like almost like an IMAX cinema where mm-hmm. you're fully engrossed. But then they also like somehow envision that because they're going to have to do that, they're going to have to switch up how they film. Like, you know how IMAX has their special cameras? They're going to have to have their own yep. special cameras and techniques and stuff. But I'm not quite sure they're doing that. And also for 50 grand, that seems a little low if you're right, going to do all of that. <laughs> redesign and rebuild this. That and it's their like, wedding footage wasn't uh, that impressive either. So. <laughs> well, and and, uh, and and towards the end, they start doing like some, I don't know if it's like, a, it's got Stargate in there somewhere. Oh but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, so, so look at this. So you see the splash image right here. You see the entrance doorways around the entrance doorways. That is actually a stargate, and it, it is stargate. Yeah, I know it, that, <laughs> those are stargates because those actually have the symbols on them. And um, from the looks of it, I can't tell if it's an if it's an Earth stargate or a Pegasus Galaxy stargate, or if it's uh, the one that was on the ship that no one likes. But yeah. So they, they have <laughs> oh wait, a, there's different kinds. I had no idea there's different kinds. There's three different gates because all because <laughs> when you travel the different galaxies through the star coordinates are different. I, I <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize. I, but what's funny about the edit on that on their piece on that edit? If you watch towards the end of that, it takes like two of these like rendered out animations of like walking into walking through one of those doors and walking or I guess standing in front of like a couple of chairs in a theater. And it like splits them like you get like a second of each one, second of this one, second of that one, second of this one, second of that one, and it's like combed. It's ugly. Um, like edit wise, if one of my students turned that in, I would say, 
wow, was like, were you on drugs? Like, what happened to the <laughs> editing here? It's just so, like, disjointed. And I, anyway, they always blame the editor, but I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know quite I what I don't know what they're doing, which does not make me comfortable to give them money for their $50,000. And, like, everything they've written is so, there's a lot of words that don't say anything. I, yeah. Because, I mean, I, and then you, you look at the pledges again, my pet peeve, there's no $1 tier. That always bugs me. And their fifty dollars here is shout out on our social media site so your friends know where you were there when immersive cinematic innovation makes history. That's fifty dollars. You get a social media out shout out, and the estimated delivery is in January twenty eighteen. <laughs> is, is this like a face? Like you don't? They don't even link to the, a Facebook page or a Twitter right, page. Or, like, how do I know what your audience reaches? I mean. I could go create a brand new page that says KT's Kickstarter and then go start a Kickstarter where I give you a $1 tier. If you give me $1, I'll give you a shout out on my social media Ooh, that's page. Good. I like the way I like the way you're thinking. I, just, I am not able to see um I'm not able to see a website anywhere. I don't see it listed or maybe it's maybe it's out there. I just can't, I there is no like social connection so I'm I'd like to know who's shouting. Uh, it, it, I, I, I just found it. I looked. So I'm, I'm looking at his background. I was born and raised in Miami, raised in Miami, Florida. I grew up with a sports background, which gave me an opportunity to go to college and play. I graduated from the University of Memphis with a bachelor's of science degree in education at the Kemmons Wilson School of Hospitality and Resort Management. I interned at the University of Memphis Tiger Funds and Scholarship Office and played Division I football for Memphis. My ultimate goal is to innovate the film industry, employing uh, his profile got cut off. I got to read. Uh, see, employing my critical thinking, communication, leadership skills, and my passion for people's success. My passion of film comes down from loving, from me loving to go to theaters and watch epic movies. What gave me the mind to create a cinematic innovation was I wanted going to the movie theaters to be a highly greater tradition than what it is now. I also don't want to see it die down because of home entertainment. Sports and film have been my whole life, and therefore I, lo- I will love to stick with those, with those fields. <laughs> well, and you should. And you should. I mean, his website, like for his weddings and stuff. Like yeah, that, that, that looks pretty solid. This is, uh, you know. Here's, here's what I'm, and I, I'm hesitant to say this because I'm sure he's a great guy, but I feel like at some point somebody hit him in the head too hard. Like his website looks great, looks fantastic, just like any of my students. Like my shooting, here's my demo reel, here's all the things that I can do. This feels like a really strange step to be like, I'm now going to raise a bunch of money and innovate. Like start innovating in like your ten and twenty dollar range. Right? Figure out like how you can change yeah. and innovate something, and and a little, and and I feel like you can have a better proof of concept than what this is put together. Yeah, because I I still don't know what he's really doing, and I'm looking at his phot- photography and stuff. It seems to be he does a lot good. of wet- wedding stuff. Yeah, um, it's good. So why don't you start a little bit more with that instead of you know? Because I I looked through it. Did you see anything that showed that he was doing? You know cinematic films no there's nothing on this side and not to say that he doesn't but everything on his cinematography is is, looks like movies but i you know the stuff looks quality the stuff looks good it looks fine i just i do i question like what what point he said i've got an idea 
going to make myself a theater. And again, I'm not even sure you and I understand what is going on. Yeah, well, yeah what's going on? Because I, I mean, because wedding photography is its own beast, right? And yeah. Going to making a feature film, that is an entirely different beast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just like I don't even feel comfortable doing that without a lot of help and advice from the wise and sage Drew Tyler because he's actually <laughs> done it for reals. So, <laughs> you know, that, that, that. And so that, that's why I'm, I'm just like, it seems like a, you know, back of the napkin idea that needs to be yeah, fleshed out a know. little bit more. And my suggestion is before you posted this project, send it to someone, have them take a look without you saying anything and see if mm-hmm. they understand what you're trying to say. Cause I, I feel like your message is lost in translation somewhere. I'm going to agree with you on that sack. Um, Something, something's going on. We're not getting the full story here. Yep. But wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you need a wedding video down at where's he in Miami, where did he say it was? Yeah, Lauderdale, I think, somewhere around there. Um, Wherever he is now, I would I, then stuff looks good. Yeah, Go it, get. yeah. It looks pre- it looks pretty solid. Um. So that. So if you guys have sacks of the weeks or projects or anything at all, like really, we just like hearing from you guys. Shoot us an email, kitcast at ktdata.net. Or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast, or on Twitter at kickcast for the show, at KT Data for myself, and at night20 for Twitter gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, that, you know, that the sad part about this, Drew, is anytime we do the sack of the week, that's the, you know, the ending of our show. So, we encourage you guys to show up for our next episode, which is going to be on the 19th of December. Nope, nope. No. <laughs> No. I'll be in Anna, Anaheim. Oh, somebody. So it may it may be, star. but it may not. So get a superstar host or somebody. So if you want to run on the nineteenth, yep. want to find a backup host. Yep, we'll we'll, we'll find a surprise host um, because that probably no. Actually, I might actually for once be able to do a show with you prior to CES. Oh, hey, hey. Because um, I'm I'm looking at it. CES actually is the second week of January, not the first. So we might be able to see you in the next year or so. But, yeah, keep an eye on our social media channels. Pro- high chance that there's going to be an episode on the 19th. Who's going to be hosting it is always is, is a mystery. Tune in to find out. But, but we will we'll have Drew in spirit, or he's just going to be eating a lightsaber churro in the name of KitCast. I like that idea. Yeah, they, have handles, they have handles and stuff, so it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew, do you got anything to plug before we go? Uh, nothing really good. If you're if you're on the if you're on the uh, Kickstarter and you're and you're bored, look up the Necronomnom. Nom. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic. I mean, it, it didn't fit in anything that we were doing tonight, but it's a fun little look. That's called the Necronomnom, Nom, a cookbook of eldritch horror. And somebody took all the Lovecraft Lovecraftian type of horror and actually wrote like recipes for things. Anyway, it's a, it's a really well done uh, project. And the book looks amazing and totally like Lovecraftian. Anyway, check it out. That's all I'll talk. Yep. And and if you if you want to see actual horror, is get me this cookbook and you'll see the horror when I try to make yeah, watch it. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Drew, have fun at Disneyland. I'm, oh yeah, I'm jealous. And I will also see you on Friday in the yes. in the real life. So I'm excited. Hey, it's our one one or two times a year. <laughs> this is it. Yep. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Thank you.